So, all right, welcome to Mass Podcast. We're here with Michaela Runkle. You hey, are, hey. <laughs> holla. Uh, powerlifter slash author slash anything else? Um, I mean, I, those are the two big um, ones. Excuse yeah. me, book writer? I just said author. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's what that means, right? Uh, what? <laughs> Wait, what? So, you're, are you telling me you Penny. write books and you're an author or they're the same <laughs> thing? So, in case you didn't know that. <laughs> awesome. Dog mom. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? That might be God. the most important. I know. <laughs> Dog mom first things. and foremost. <laughs> and then sometimes I do other things, you know. Yeah. That's a pretty stacked resume. Uh, I feel you on the dog parent thing. Yes. Really. Our dog feels like she needs to be involved. Yes. I mean, rightfully is. so. We'll just pull She's up a chair fine. for her. <laughs> Hopefully, she'll be so preoccupied that you're here. Yes. That she won't go out the window and freak out because there's not, you know, because there's people outside instead of inside. Right, right. She, she has a lot to say. See, she's already... I feel like present. maybe that's her thing. Is She's, like, really upset that people are outside when they should oh, be inside. She can't love them. Yeah, so, she's like, like what are you let doing? me love you. Right. She, right. She's got a pretty, like, mean bark. Yeah. But then when people get in, she's like... Honestly, no one can see you. That's how my dog is. And we have a running joke at my house. My roommates and I, like, we have the ultimate security dog. She yeah. looks mean. She's a 110-pound yeah. pit bull mastiff. But once you get inside, she's just going to lick you to pieces. Maybe should- Michaela brought us coffees. Thank you. Though. We're all literally drinking, like, a lot of caffeine. And it's, what, 7, 8 o'clock at night? Yeah. 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 So, so this that's podcast fine. is going to go all fucking night. I know, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I had right a rain earlier, and then this morning, because we do coffee press, yeah. and we even have our own little espresso maker. Right, right. So coffee with espresso. Then I had this venti. I had one of the, you know, basically one of those. Yeah. You know, so I, that's like, you know, what, 600 milligrams of caffeine? I mean, that's respect. I'm pretty tired still. Okay. I feel <laughs> you need to like... Adrenal glands. That's fine. I feel like my heart is like, at this point... Anything goes. It's just an addiction. It really is. Yeah. My brain has and understood <laughs> that I will give it as much caffeine as it needs. Of and all if that's things a thousand that do, milligrams, right. that's a thousand milligrams. If this is the worst thing I do, that's not I bad. I know, honestly. It could be <laughs> somebody did get on me about my water intake though. Um, I was on campus and so I teach a few classes um, at IUPUI and one of my students was like, I always see you with coffee. When do you drink water? And I was oh. like, what is water? And I realized for like three or four days straight, I had nothing but coffee to drink. Ooh, and he's shit. like, Michaela, like, you need to have some hydration. And like, you're like, hello, so, what do you think this is? I it's know. brown caffeinated I know, water. like there was water Dumb. in there before. So I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I understand your typical powerlifting, you know, any athlete usually is just the big pot belly guy. Doesn't really give a shit about you know, right. electrolytes or either, is, it, is it protein? Right. You don't fucking want it, you know? <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, then, you know, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just got a powerlifting coach, and he sat down, and he's like, what's your diet like? I was like, <laughs> funny, let's talk about that. <laughs> and it was right my after my birthday. Diet. I was like, I've had birthday cake for three days straight, and I yes. exclusively drink coffee. Where do you want to start at? <laughs> I mean, there's calcium. There's yeah. Sugar for pre-workout. I'm getting all the carbs. Macros are a little lopsided right now. Like, no protein, Same. no fats, only no. carbs. But that's okay. Well, you're probably <laughs> fucking fine. ready to go in the gym. Then. Seriously, though. I'm like, do you see these workouts? <laughs> Bro, do you see what I'm putting up? I know. Like, it's <laughs> not powered by tofu, friends. Right. It's powered yeah. by bread and lots of it. <laughs> exactly. You're welcome. All the pizza. <laughs> Speaking oh, of so water, funny. is that up for grabs? Yeah, sweet. Help yourself. Oh, yeah. Do you Thank you. Amazing. This is delicious Coffee ice water. Coffee and water. Yes. Oh. 
Yum. There we go. Hydration. Oh, yeah. I really love <laughs> hydration. I'm double fisting this water. I'm pretty sure. sure you know. so My I'm guys at work probably get tired of me going to the bathroom like every 30 minutes. Mm, do you but. drink water? Shit. Oh, really? I have two of those like 40 ounce hydro flasks. Lifestyle. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me it's more. really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah, I drink like a gallon a day, roughly. Really? Fuck yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to get better. I've told a few people I'm going to try to start drinking water because it just seems like the next level of human. Like, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> so, I, I like on Saturday mornings because I go to jiu-jitsu early. I yeah. get up at 8 and I leave by 9-ish to okay. get there at 10. And I drink my coffee in the morning and on the way there I drink one of those hydro flasks. Mm, yeah. Because my body just doesn't... He's a visco girl. Did you not know that? <laughs> listen, listen. So introspect. <laughs> Tell me more. He's like, save the turtles, bitches. Alright? <laughs> listen, listen. Especially, I don't know, I mean, especially now... B, take that scrunchie off your wrist, please. <laughs> listen. listen, guys. I got some knowledge to drop, alright? <laughs> but like, my body just in the mornings, like, I can feel a big difference from when I, you know, the first hour of me getting up versus the next hour when I drink a shit ton of water. I, oh, yes. I feel like I'm a, a, you know, a creaky, like, I don't know, like I just, nothing moves. Mm. It's, everything's tight. Yeah. When I drink some water, I can feel the difference. Really? And if I can tell the difference in that, you know, it's like, and I know I'm ready to get my ass kicked by a bunch of sweaty dudes. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> I just need a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. You know? I That's wish... what I got going for me when everybody is 200 pounds. Yeah. So... Touche. <laughs> I definitely Touché. am like you. Where I'm like, yeah. I definitely do not drink any water. I yeah. used to... So, here was my process. I used to drink, like, a monster energy drink. And then I would... In my head, I was flushing out my system of the gross stuff that was in Monster with a huge uh, smart water. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just skip that whole process. I'm not flushing shit out. Let's just <laughs> drink another Monster and call it a day. So you those, know? those, those <laughs> monsters, the white yes. hands? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. So then I just yeah. switched to Bang and oh, was like, well, that's clearly healthy because it says creatine on it. I, I Bye. Yeah. I mean, right, right. I literally but... read an article. <laughs> As I'm drinking one. Because <laughs> I, I drink the rains, you know, they yeah. have creatine, but they have electrolytes. Mm, yeah. So I started doing that because it's a little more hydration and everything. And I was, right. I was reading an article comparing, it was obviously written by somebody who's very Bang biased. Yes. And was like, bang oh, bias. well, um, <laughs> yeah, Bang bias, right? Hashtag that. Hashtag um, BB. <laughs> but I was reading it and it was like, well, the difference is the bang has super creatine. And they were acting like super Ooh. creatine as opposed to regular creatine Ooh. was like a huge thing, right? Creatine, yeah. Super creatine is just taken from shrimp By the way, exoskeleton that had super capes This on. is super ice water. <laughs> so I'm getting extra hydro. Super hydrate. ice water. <laughs> <laughs> Come the fuck Only off. from Starbucks. Super Only. ice water. Only. Exclusively. Mainly because Basically. it still has like coffee particles in it. Touche. Because all of the, every Starbucks water I've ever gotten without drinking coffee to get like together, it still tastes like it coffee. tastes like coffee. Yeah, because everything oh. in Starbucks it's tastes like, and smells. It's like, like baking cookies, and then you eat something else like in the kitchen. Yes. It tastes like cookies, kind of. Yeah, and that's why I right. eat carrots when I'm baking cookies because I'm like, it's like eating cookies, and then I'm crying. And it's <laughs> you're bad. trying to trick your mind, right? Right, exactly. Like the psychology. <laughs> Okay, so your book. Yes. What is it? Tell us about it. Tell us how it, like, 
how did you say, I'm going to write a book? Because that's yeah. really impressive, and I think that's really cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So when I sat down to write, I didn't go into it with the mentality that I'm writing a book. So um, I'm a survivor of domestic violence, okay. and that happened about two, uh, two and a half years ago now. Um, I was a, um, I had just graduated college and, um, my college boyfriend got really drunk one night and, um, ended up, I had a black eye, bruised my face and I had a concussion afterward. Jesus. And I mean, we can get into the details, but the, the healing phase after that was just horrific. It was just, um, I hit a lot of rejection in society, a lot of judgment from friends and family. Um, I didn't know what my life looked like after domestic violence, and so, um... So, when you, when you say rejection, meaning, like, what was your, and feel free to say, you know, not answer any of this, but, um, from what I have heard, um, I was never fit, like, my exes were never physical with me, but I think emotionally, for sure, but it's such a different, I think it's different in that... I don't know. It's just different. Um, but what I've heard is um, it's hard to get out of a situation mm-hmm. because those first 48 hours, 72 hours, are the most dangerous. Yeah. I don't know how your situation was compared to other statistics. Not that you're... You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Not to make you into a statistic, but I just wanted to like cross-reference how that was for you and how did... I mean, if, if I were to say that to my family, my... I know for a fact that my parents would literally go and murder people. So, like, yeah. what was your rejection? What happened? Yeah, so right after the altercation, um, and I'm more than happy to share the story with you, but I had a, I had called a friend right before it happened because I had a bad feeling. I asked her to come pick me up. And so she actually witnessed the altercation oh, and then shit. pulled me out of the situation, took me back to her fiancé's house. And so immediately after that, my mom came and picked me up, and we were just in my apartment. And the first form of rejection that I received, my mom sent me to a counselor. And my family's very religious, so my mom sent me to a Christian counselor. And, um, I mean, a counselor, it seems like a logical step, right? But um, Let me tell you right now, yes, except for a Christian counselor. Because they will say the things of, like, well, You're going to turn your other cheek. That's like, exactly yeah. what she said to me. So I sat down in this lady's office. Um, the first session, I just told her um, essentially the details, the logistics of what happened. Second session, um, we sat down, and she's like, do you know why you got hit? I'm sitting there. Like, I still had the bruise on my face. I'm like, why did I get hit? Um, he was drunk. He was angry. And she's like, no, no, no. Do you know why you got hit? Because he was a fucking dick. I'm like, because uh, <laughs> he has self control issues, I'm and not, I'm not paying you any more money by. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say. And she's like, let me tell you a story. She specialized in dom- specialized air quotes in domestic violence counseling. She's like, let me tell you the story. Um, a couple a week before I had got there, they were sitting on her couch. Little bit different situation. They were married with kids, and they were driving somewhere. And the husband. Um, he was the one driving, and the wife was talking to him about some sort of household chore. Like, why haven't you mowed the grass yet? I asked you to do it, something along those lines. And the husband just got so frustrated that he reached over and hit his wife while he was driving. And the wife, um, she ended up having a concussion as well. Police Ooh, got shit. called. And um, she's like, do you know why that wife got hit? I'm like, 
because her husband has anger issues. And she's like, no, in the Bible, it says women are submissive to men, that men have the power given by God to do whatever they need to do to control their women. And I am Yes, he said that. (laughs) I know, right? No, I just, it's so, it makes me so sad that I'm, I think, I'm so glad that you are not in that situation that I think you got to see your way out of it. Yeah. But my heart and breaks and my stomach turns for the people who don't right. get that. Because yeah. I think I had the same yeah. situation. I, I mean, in that, like, I literally was raised as a Lutheran and I was told to forgive and yep. love someone enough and eventually they'll understand the wrongs of their ways. And I was in a horrible relationship for four years of like him doing drugs and like hiding it and then me finding out and confronting him and him being like no and it's just like you try and you try and you try and eventually not only do I completely lose my faith in everything that I was ever taught but I'm just like I'm fucking tired of being a doormat well and the psychology of it too is like especially with the religious angle is we're not supposed to be the judges exactly exactly I went into it with my religious undertones of the upbringing into this first real relationship college boyfriend and it was just like I'm supposed to love and forgive like how do I it only goes so far right (laughs) Right. I think we also have to make sure that we like you know I think a lot of there's a lot of people who consider themselves Christian who do things like that who will preach that but I think there's a lot of people and I've met a lot of wonderful people who consider themselves Christian Mm -hmm. and would still say like but also you're supposed to enter into a a marriage that is equally sided, yeah. equal sided, and I think that a lot of people like to use a book that they claim is a hundred percent real but to back up can their interpret it differently. exactly. So I think I don't want to sit on here and, and bash Christian people, not at all. But I definitely think that your counselor had the wrong fucking message to send people like who you're she's counseling in this critical span right exactly. after. And I'm hearing these words first. Exactly. So that was the first form of rejection I heard, mm. and I was like, oh well, I can't turn to the mental health community because they're saying like this is my fault like I'm supposed to let this happen again so then the second form of rejection broad picture um I started reaching out to friends different friends different role models that I had throughout the years and like hey this happened to me I don't know what to do and um one of the first things I did after the altercation was jump on google and I'm like why does domestic violence happen? Such a common question, but I was like, I literally don't understand. I've never been in the spot, and everything that Google told me was it happens in low socioeconomic households, and granted, I was in college, so I didn't have a lot of money, but I had a roof over my head, and then it also happens in households of low education. I'm like, I literally just graduated. Like, I have a bachelor's degree. What do I do now? And then, like, all of these stereotypes didn't match up with who I am, yeah. so I felt like, um, essentially, like, as a white educated woman this wasn't supposed to happen to me and there were no resources from the mental health community so that's when I reached out to friends and family and um the the remarks that I got from friends were essentially like why didn't you see these flags coming why did you let yourself get into a toxic relationship how could you fall in love with a man that had the potential to do this and for me and I guess I I didn't disclose this but I thought this was the man I was going to marry like yeah if you would have asked me pre-altercation I thought like we were talking about engagement I thought he was going to be the father of my children I thought I was going to grow old with him like there was no doubt in my mind and so then this happened 
and my psychology is all over the place. Well, like, because you start doubting yourself. You yeah. just start doubting everything you've ever thought of. Right. You know, like, and especially when everybody else in your circle is saying, mm-hmm. yeah, he's so great, he's so great, and they only see that part of him, mm-hmm. and then you have to go and tell them things. I mean, there's, it's such a, like, it's such a mental mind fuck yeah. that I can't imagine with, you know, not being, not seeing yourself in the statistics that you're seeing. Yeah. And then on top of it being told by a counselor, like Mm -hmm. how, luckily you had an education, I think, that you were at least critically thinking about it. That it sounds like you were at least trying to do some sort of research and that you were going to other sources. As much shit as they gave you or as much random stuff that they gave you, it's really nice to hear that at least you were like, okay, Deep down, you knew this wasn't your fault. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and because sometimes I, when you tell your friends, like, your friends really like somebody, yeah. and they don't see that side of it, you're like, shit, I gotta tell my friends that this guy's a fucking dick. Right. And they're yeah. like, no, it's impossible. Why? Why are you leaving him? Like, yeah. there's, so there's I, reasons. <laughs> yeah. My friends actually, they weren't huge fans of him beforehand, but they didn't dislike him, if that okay. makes sense. So, but when they found out this happened, uh-huh. immediately in their minds, he shifted to be the bad guy. And from the outsider looking in, I see how it would be so easy to make that shift. Like, he fucked up. He, like, concussed his girlfriend. Yeah. And, but as the girlfriend in the relationship, that was the man that had spent three years falling in love with. So to switch that psychology immediately overnight yeah. that he was the bad guy... I think that was where all the turbulence came into play is because everybody around me had this mental shift immediately. Immediately. And it took me time okay. to change that. Does that yeah. make sense? Well, yeah. nobody, well, oh, nobody yeah. thinks that the person they love is going to be capable Exactly. Of doing Never that kind of thing. in my mind and, would and I have And then you try to happened. like you try to like believe that something like that would never happen or like yeah. oh, they're just having a bad day and then then worse things happen later right, on. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. See, I get you. Yeah. And I mean in complete transparency and I write about this in the book. Um it took me almost nine months to switch that psychology. So the altercation happened May of 2017, and it wasn't until January 2018 that I finally left him. Like, it took me that long to get my feet under me and size up the situation and get my psychology in a good spot that I was able to leave him. Yeah. And I think that's another common misconception is, why don't you just walk away? And it's tough. It's tough because I mean, our lives were so so interwoven. Yeah. I mean, it took me four years to leave. I think because because I'm married. This is so Hannah's dad is the one that really brought me a lot of turmoil. I mean, it it took me so long to leave him because it was like one of those things where. And even Hannah knows this. She goes, you have a really good, you have a really impressive brain for hiding a lot of, she goes, Mm. your brain compartmentalizes the good things from the bad things so much that you completely forget the bad times. Yeah. She goes, and you don't remember what a shitty time you had. You just think of the good times. And she goes, and it's so impressed. She goes, I can't imagine doing that. And I go, it's it's weird because I think I just focus on like, okay, well, what good outweighs the bad and then on top of it it's the religious aspect of I can just forgive him for the bad because there's more good and he's taking care of me and I literally didn't have a job yeah like and it's different with a kid because I'm sure that was in the back of your mind is how do I provide for Hannah without him right exactly and like how are you supposed to go tell his family who you still have to be in contact with hey your son 
is doing A, B, and C, and I cannot be with him. Because yeah. then all of a sudden, when I asked for a divorce, I was the shitty person. You were the bad person. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, all right. Right. It's fine. No, and it's so much more difficult to walk away than people understand. And so, uh, to loop back around to your question, why I wrote this book, I actually started writing for me. Because I started yeah. a PhD program back in August. And I knew my psychology was pretty fucked up after this. I knew I had some PTSD. So I sat down and started writing, um, essentially my story to find where there were still gaps that needed healing because I want to make myself a whole person I don't want this to be a ball and chain the rest of my life if that makes sense and so I started writing but then I realized as I was writing there were some messages in here and one of those key messages um, one for the survivor that they're not alone but two for the community surrounding the survivor for these very questions of it's not as easy to walk away as you would think from the outsider looking in it's like fucking leave like right. you're in just a horrible leave. situation right. just get up and walk away right but there's so many more factors at play than people realize yeah and so yeah that's uh, the second aim of my book is educating the community around the survivor because hopefully hopefully they will not come across the survivor but i think the statistic now is one in four women and one in seven men yeah that's just mind-boggling to me that a that quarter, is mind-boggling to yeah me. a quarter of the women in the united states will become victims oh. or survivors i like the word survivor better than victim yeah of yeah. domestic violence i like the word mind. badass bitches yes, yes. <laughs> t-shirt hell oh, yeah yes immediately so much respect. so i have a question then. yeah i know as okay so you have this horrible experience that you've clawed your way out of that you've dragged yourself out of almost and then you are also a power lifter yeah so did those find each other because despite already like how did that and does it play into your book at all oh for sure (laughs) my book is actually just a weight and (laughs) actually just me doing squats for 400 pages that's it over technique and form you know Diet, no water, only carbs. Obvious. This is how you be a father. <laughs> <laughs> My coach isn't listening. <laughs> I'm going to send this to him later. I'm like, actually, don't listen. Just <laughs> don't, mind, don't, don't, don't mind that. Um, so, yeah, no. Um, immediately after the altercation happened, I knew my psychology was not okay. But the one of the first things that went through my mind was I never ever want to a spot again. Like I never want to have bruises on my face again. I never want another concussion again. Oh, so yeah. um, I was like, let's learn self defense. And that's where I actually met Brandon from. Is I essentially wandered into this jujitsu gym and um, it was Perform X up in Brownsburg. What? Shout out! <laughs> <laughs> and the people there were absolutely amazing they're amazing i walked in i felt at home the very Mm -hmm. first day and they're like okay what size of gi are you i'm like what's a gi yes (laughs) absolutely what do you say um i cried so much (laughs) during jujitsu and they were like it's okay yeah we all cry i'm like okay (laughs) you're my people (laughs) and um i went in and they're like we're gonna learn shrimping i'm like i don't that is. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I Let's know, do I that. Like, I didn't know we ate during practice. This is great. <laughs> great. I am home. I Hold up. And um, so I absolutely love my stint with jujitsu, but it was the first time that I realized I might have PTSD. So I ended up competing like three months after I started jujitsu. What kind of? Sorry. Yeah. What made you think that? Because I had the PTSD. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, what was it about jujitsu that was it? 
continue. Yeah, so um, at this competition, um, it was a local, a friendly competition Fuji. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the one I, like, about ripped my arm off at. Oh, you were there? Yeah. I'm sorry, that's been years ago. I don't Yeah, remember. it's been a hot minute. That sounds horrible, though. Well, I, I, I swept Did the I? Guy. Was I there? You were there. I, I oh, remember, we were all there. Remember, hey! I swept him, and I kind of, like, fell into a triangle, and he, like... He tried to like Kimura me at the same time, mm. and I went to straighten my arm. Yeah, and it goes oh. when I did that, and I still held on for like another two or three minutes. But yeah. then I eventually got, I eventually tapped. But like, it was fucked up for like a few I, weeks after. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I think I was recording, shirt. and I think I was so like busy recording. And at that time, I I literally was wearing a dress and boots with heels. Well, and I had no uh, idea what the fuck I was it, doing at this. It was my. It was before she started jiu-jitsu. It was just before she started. And that, okay. that day, she goes, I want to do this. That's awesome. Because that's but, the day I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, it's a... Um, yeah, like... That's fine. I pulled guard. I swept him. It was... It was yeah. um, you know Brie? Yeah. It was, it was yeah, her yeah. husband, Goob. Oh. It was when I first... Like, I already met him before. And okay. I had no idea. They put us in the same bracket. <laughs> And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, like, cool, yeah. buddy, all right. Yeah. You know? And he kind of looked at me like, dude, you all right? And I was like, fuck it, keep going. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Because I don't give a shit, you know? Right. But, but yeah, I, I, we had it because we were the only two in the bracket. So I had, oh, you had we would have had to have gone again. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I. My arm, yeah. yeah we're it's a $50 it. tournament, man. We're yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> you go on and have fun. <laughs> that's too funny. Wow. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. I didn't even know you then. I know. Okay. Okay. Now we're here. Okay. <laughs> so what happened? Yeah. So during the practices, I enjoyed the jujitsu. Like I was learning how to move my body in new ways. But when I got to my first, and I'm gonna butcher all the terminology because I haven't been around the sport in a while. But my first match. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. So I get out on the floor. And. Um, I'm rolling with this girl for the first time, and it's not like in practice. Nope. In practice, 100% not. they were very gentle with me. Mm-hmm. They all knew my story, and I hadn't taken into account that they were cognizant that I was a recent domestic violence survivor. So this is the first time I'm fighting somebody, and it's like... Who wants to rip your face off? Exactly. Like, yeah. Who would like, if yeah. I break your arm... I win. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And it was the first time, um, and I guess we haven't gone into the actual altercation yet, um, but it was the first time I had a flashback. Oh. I was out on the floor. And um, for me, I actually have no visual memory of the actual altercation. It's completely black um, for me. Like, I do not remember it whatsoever. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. But I was out on the floor and it was like my body was reliving that again. I essentially went numb for a second. And um, the time expired, thank God. But I ran off the, the mat and I ran over to my coach at the time, Aubrey, and I was almost hyperventilating. And she's like, you did great. Your next match is in five minutes. I was like, fuck. Like I Whoops. went to the restroom and I thought I was going to have a panic attack. Like I started breathing heavy. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I go back out there, and um, I'm like, I have another match. Like, I don't want to let Aubrey down. I don't know what to do. So I went back out on the floor, and I was just like, I want to get this over as quick as possible. So um, I ended up getting the girl in an arm bar. (laughs) (laughs) And she tapped. (laughs) I was like, That's the best way to get it over. I know. (laughs) Maybe that's the best way. And I ended up placing third. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. I was like, but, and as 
much as I appreciated that time of um, like learning how to move my body in new ways, I was like, I'm not psychologically ready for this. I no. cannot fight another human being. And it's just way too fresh. I had a total like weird moment. Did when, you? When in it, mine was at practice when I had someone sitting on top of me and it was a guy and he literally wasn't doing anything he was just sitting on top of me but you feel so helpless and i it was at that moment where i was like wow i am a hundred percent at the mercy of every guy Mm -hmm. who is bigger than me and heavier than me isn't that a horrible and it is the scariest thing i think i'm pretty sure i cried i'm almost crying now because it's just it's so scary and it's fucking bullshit yeah do you know what i mean like how are you going to cohabitate with people who are Mm. physically able to kill you if they wanted to and that's one thing like one of my ptsd things is dating after this i don't know how like i don't know how to be around men knowing like any man has the capability to knock me to the ground whenever he wants like that's one psychology that i haven't figured it out yet so, I can't imagine. Work in progress. Yeah. No, always. Yeah, no. But everybody sure. is. And yeah. I think that, like, that's something that you understand, recognize. It's so beautiful because I think as a person who is, you know, I don't know, just it's it's so, you're so beautifully vulnerable. Oh, I appreciate but it's so thinking. nice because it makes other people help them yeah. so much. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think if you surround yourself with people who pretend like nothing is wrong you see that and think it's basically that facebook idea where you go on facebook and you see everybody's happy moments and you think what the fuck is wrong with mine exactly and that's one stereotype i'm trying to break right now through my social media and actually through all my speaking engagements is like i do not have my shit together (laughs) like i'm nowhere close to having my shit together to be fair (laughs) none of us do dude (laughs) i literally just said that to someone someone complimented me on my planner which i'm planner obsessed and i go teach me your way Oh my gosh, don't ask me. I said I was an evangelical planner. Let me, I can't wait to tell people the good savior that is my planner. But I said it's an illusion. It's all yeah. an illusion to quote, it, it you know, helps. right? It helps. Like, Ellie Sattler. Especially like she has a lot of different things going on. She has this calendar she made over here. It's I like, saw like that. That's thing. like the most impressive. I thing don't know shit half the time. And I go, do we have anything going on this you just day? Look on the and board. I look and I go, Okay, Hannah's got rehearsal. It looks really wife goals. Now. Like, literally wife goals. You're like, husband, <laughs> this is where you belong. <laughs> Here you go. Here is your calendar. Yes. Well, right now it's super full because we keep writing things that we're thankful for. Oh, um, yeah. Notice that it's, like, that. super, like, <laughs> Hannah's like, I'm thankful for Disney+. Plus, and I'm like, you're fucking welcome. I pay for that every month. Goodbye. Yes. Um, That's awesome. But, yeah, but for the most part it's, like, you know, he has a tool concert or whatever. Mm. But but I said, it's all an illusion. I go, this yeah. planner is just for me to make myself believe for the moment that I'm looking at it that I have my shit together. Yeah, for sure. But I don't. Yeah. I 100% do not. And I, it was really funny. Um, not funny, maybe. I love human psychology. So me too. In a way, I'm like, oh, we're all fucked up. But, we're um, totally fucked up. I am. Um, I kind of had a, an identity crisis this week and I, I wanted to be vulnerable on social media about that. Yeah. So I put a post up, um, like showing transparently, like I'm not having a good week. And it was a picture of me crying and I had so many people reach out, which I appreciate, like, are you okay? Um, but it was really interesting. Some of the responses just like, Oh my God, like this person that is being vulnerable and sharing her story has 
like a bad day or you know what I mean like it's they were expecting the image of strength at all times and it was interesting seeing they couldn't correlate strength with tears yes. and I was like mine blown they like, I think that's so interesting do you know who actually taught me that I could cry at the gym who is that Rhonda fucking Rousey have yes. you read her book? No. She oh has my god. god. So she has a book. Can I borrow it's, it? I have it on audio, and oh, she gotcha. reads it. So uh, if you, if there's a oh. way for you to like listen to it, maybe I'll give you my audio book, Audible account stuff because it's really, really, it's lovely. Yeah. I'll split so, it <laughs> <laughs> But it's really cool because she was like. I mean, here is this woman who literally, like, busted glass ceilings in MMA. Yeah. And, I mean, was she the best? Looking back at the time, yeah, because she was the only one. Right, you know, right, right. Now, if you put her up against people, she'd probably get eaten, no problem. Yeah. But at least she was there representing right. a factor that I needed to see. Mm. Because then when I read her book or listened to her say her story... Parts of it were really irritating, but the parts where she was like, I have to go to another gym, and those people at that gym will n- have never seen me cry, and I literally cry mm-hmm. about everything. And I was like, holy shit. And yeah. I had no idea that <laughs> strong men cry, strong yeah. women cry, you know? Yeah. Like, I, people cry, and that's okay. And like, and she, being the person who I guess I kind of, like, connected, being a badass motherfucking powerhouse of a woman, yeah. cries at her gym all the time, like, that's amazing Breaking to me. Breaking stereotypes, Right, yeah. it's so crazy like, to oh, me. I don't think a hard shell is strength. Oh, like, no. And that's one thing I've truly stepped into these past couple months is my vulnerability is my strength. Yeah. And so, by sharing my story, even though it's uncomfortable, like, I'm sharing the darkest chapter of my life with people. Yeah. And um, people you've literally never met. I know. Which is yeah. just, like, amazing. It's, it's super cool. At first, it was, like, plagued with terror. I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to judge me? Because yeah. that's all I had known of my story is judgment. But now I'm stepping out and telling my story and seeing vulnerability as fearlessness. And it's been amazing seeing people connect with different parts of my story. And I've had people walk up to me and say, like, because of your story, I was able to confide in my spouse for the first time the other night that I, too, was a victim of domestic violence. Oh, my gosh. And I had this woman. um, She, I actually, so breaking stereotypes for me. um, She, I had seen her at a public speaking event. She was the keynote speaker at a conference um, uh, I had gone to earlier in the year and I reached out to her when I started doing different presentations. I'm like, Hey, how are you such a good presenter? Like teach me your ways. And, um, I literally reached out to her on a professional term and she's like, well, tell me what you're talking about. I'm like, eh, okay. So I told her my story and this woman, we were on the phone. Um, she started weeping on the other end of the phone. I'm like, uh, um, why are you crying? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, and um, she's like, you're the third person in the world that knows about this. I'm like, what are you about to say? I had no idea what was about to come out of her mouth. I, I was like, oh, do I need to start recording? <laughs> I killed my first husband. Uh, oh, shit. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, but she essentially said... Um, before she met her husband, um, she hasn't let very many people know she's bi, but before she met her husband, she was in a long-term relationship with her girlfriend, and her girlfriend beat her so bad that she was hospitalized for, like, a week, and left that relationship, met her husband, she's, like, the only other two people that know about this are my ex-girlfriend and my current husband, and she's, like, that happened, I think she said 17 or 18 years ago, and she's, like, I haven't told anybody because... 
I'm a strong woman that stands up on stage at different conferences. And I feel like if people know this part of my story, they'll see me as weak. And that, every time this gets scary, I just remind myself of that, that there's such a stereotype around domestic violence that it can't happen to good people. Does that yeah. make sense? Like Or strong people. Or strong people. I think there's yeah. such, not just a, a, about domestic violence, but in, like you said, we, in weakness in general. Like, yeah. if you are weak, you are less man. Yeah. And I think, or if you are, you know, hurt. If mm-hmm. someone hurts you, you are less than. Or right. even, I mean, especially with mental, um, you know, illnesses and stuff like that. Like, if you suffer from mental illness, you are less than or you are a weak person and I just I think um I have friends who are online and very very open about their you know mental struggles and like you know I have had them and and it's just it's hard and you know you don't want to go to a psychiatrist because you don't want people to see you as crazy or you know unstable or even taking a sick day like so many stigmas people i mean it's insane i work at a school and people will literally come in sick i mean okay in our defense it is easier almost to come in with a headache and a cold than it is to call off and have to deal with subplants but (laughs) yeah yeah but you know there are there is a very i think we're starting to turn and really see a change in, you know, the idea of self care, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about bubble baths and wine. It they're helps. not. They're, they help. It helps. Okay, we I know love you. Love <laughs> we know you Respect. love your bubble bath and wine, babe. I do. Um, <laughs> I can get away for just twenty minutes. Wrist crunchy. Or my mouth, <laughs> right? <laughs> Lights and candles, yes. put on some soothing music. Like, yes. pumpkin, give me my pumpkin spice candles. And yes. let's go. <laughs> but I think, but like, but thankfully, people that you've met, people that you yeah. talk to, and then you, and then you get to then inspire other people. I think that's amazing. It's literally been one of the biggest growth periods of my life. And I literally set out, well, I guess I'm accomplishing my goal because I set out writing this book. Um, to help myself heal but in a way it's redefining strength and maybe I had a corrupt version of strength and I'm the one that needs fixing on my definition but um, I'm literally peeling back the layers that you don't need a hard shell you don't need to maintain this image of you have it all together that um, you're flawless that your hair is always put together and your makeup's perfect that's not what strength is to me anymore I I know (laughs) my hair is always fucked up I'm like do I even own makeup at the moment honestly (laughs) my makeup is thrown together of pieces that I had from like shows that I've done and I'm like "Ah." like, I'm in my sweatpants this is me I know (laughs) I love you so much That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, um, with all that being said, after the jiu-jitsu stint, I learned a lot of that from the the jiu-jitsu tournament. Um, And I decided that as much as I loved the sport and I saw strength and power in these individuals, I couldn't do it personally. Like, my psychology wasn't there. So I really want to go see you guys compete sometime because I do miss it. Like, I miss the rolling. But yeah. I knew I still, like, I had this mentality that I never wanted to be beaten to the ground again. So, knowing jujitsu wasn't right, I wandered into my weight room at the university I was attending, 
and um, essentially I stood in the back of this weight room with my water bottle for like 20 minutes I'm like okay so you put the bar on your back and you pretend like you're sitting like <laughs> I'm like what is weight I don't that understand. actually is exactly <laughs> yeah. put it down and you pick it up I was like I don't really understand why people do this but <laughs> I'm gonna give it a go and I'm pretty sure my very first day like I put the bar on my back and I did like a quarter squat like one one rep and I was like yeah that's good basically but um I started going back every single day and I started putting weight on the bar and the very first day that I cleared 135 um as I was driving up and I realized I was going to clear it I started like my eyes welled up with tears like I was about to start weeping and it was because the first thought going through my mind was I will never be beaten to the ground again. If I can transform my body to squat 135 pounds, I know I will never be in an abusive relationship again. So that was one of the biggest tools for me to leave that relationship is because powerlifting taught me how to mentally be strong. Hell and yes. So that's why yes. I continue to do Power it. as fuck. So yeah. Yeah. And every, I mean... I, I guess I'm only going four days a week now because I you have to take rest days. Who would have known? Why are um, you here? I was like, Why? <laughs> How are you not squatting right Hold now? I know. It's like, what are rest days? What are, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> Just kidding. That is a lie. I have been taking way more rest days because I actually started going back to school and yeah. I was like, Tuesdays and Thursdays are math class and that takes <laughs> math class has taught me mental strength. That's a strength. workout in and of itself. <laughs> I cried the first day. I'm crying for you. Thank right? you. Yeah. I think like sympathy too. Like, I have a quiz in two days. Oh, I got 100. percent Okay, well maybe. Shut, it okay, that you know. was because it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> also I also learned something about you that you can only like that B can only give and he gives amazing advice and I love it yeah so don't ever take it as I don't love your advice but it's only in sport like martial arts metaphor yes. <laughs> so I like, was like put on your meta- metaphorical mouth guard and walk forward yeah <laughs> I mean okay so Does I mean, okay, I, but, that's, but that's like what you know I, yeah seven years of get my ass kicked right in martial arts that's you only get better by right. taking some of the physical mental abuse from that sport. Yeah. Just like powerlifting, you know? I mean, probably the first time you tried to deadlift 200 pounds, you probably fucked it up or it came, you know? You know, I mean, you didn't, yeah, you didn't grab like, the bar and hit uh, it the first time. Impossible. You, you know? know? It probably right. looked really hard. Now it's easy, right? So, like, yeah. all that kind of shit, it's the same idea. It's, right. You know, whether it's getting punched by somebody with a big fat glove or whether it's getting choked or picking right. up a heavy bar or doing fucking math. Yeah. yeah it's I mean, all the same idea. It's, it's I mean, different obviously right different hurdles but it's almost like looking at a mountain and it's so big you don't know how you're going to get over it like it's impossible to pick up and for me it was squat 135 pounds the first time that was for me that was like something I never thought I'd be able to do and so I stood there and I looked at it I was like this is just what the strong people do but when I saw my body do that for the first time it was like literally a psychology shift I can do anything if I work at it hard enough that's you know So, and then that transferred over to my academics, and then with this book writing, um, it's brought a lot of podcasts and speaking engagements, and I just started my second book, which is super exciting. First podcast I'm announcing. Hey! Um, But yeah, no, it, it literally transforms my mind to let me know I can work hard enough to accomplish anything. And so, I don't know what my life would be without powerlifting. I'm That's trying to get my so mom amazing. to do it because I'm like, oh, yes. there's so many good... And she's like, no. <laughs> she I, doesn't touch my, but I love my, her so. oh God, I love my mom. She's yeah. so funny because she's like, 
well, I ate a yogurt today. Stop. And I'm like, all right. That's so true. And she's like, so, you know, I'm going to go make, go home and make us two yum yum. They're oh, like the stop. most Midwestern people yeah. I've ever met. I live so in Michigan. Yeah, yes. they live in Michigan now, but they're from Minnesota, so okay. they know their way around a fucking potluck and a yeah. casserole. <laughs> like, they know it's up. They're my people. <laughs> I, I have to say right now. Yeah. I, on the so, other hand, am very excited when I get my mother to, like, go outside for a walk. Yeah. I'm like, but oh, she cool, is. you're active today. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. like, it's so right. great. I love that, you know... Our parents are seeing us do yes. things and then being like, but how did you do that? And you're like, right. well, it's a lot of time and a lot of effort and eventually it equals yeah. results. And, and I mean, it's choosing to like maybe take what's not com- or what is comfortable, like watching TV every night or uh-huh. something and instead going to the gym after a long day of work. Absolutely. And it's not something oh, yeah. you want to do, but you do it because it's for you. It's the investment in yourself. Absolutely. You know? And it, you know, my mom... Gotta love her. She has a fused back. She and my dad mm. were in a plane accident, and oh so she God. broke. Yeah, th- my my dad's story is chaotic, yeah, <laughs> insane. Yeah. His peg leg is up there. You remember the old crash dummies? When you, when you hit the hit the button on, they'd explode. That's kind of her dad put back yeah. together. He's insane. So he when he was nineteen, yeah, he got into a motorcycle accident, and his leg was amputated, okay. and they didn't. He didn't have like the ability because it was like. Forever ago. It was like 1905. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 1905. Respect, yeah. He was like, I don't even know how I'm riding this motorcycle. Like, oh, it doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it did. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not a history buff. I'm just learning math, guys. Give me a break. It's true. But he whittled that leg for himself. Are you serious? Yes, he made He's that for himself. He's a bad motherfucker. Himself. Like, don't then, let him fool you. Then he... I am picture of this before. I, isn't that the most crazy? So That's I always insane. keep that up there because he is like... patch with it? Because he's, he's a pirate. <laughs> Which she goes when I met when I first saw him I thought ooh who's that good looking pirate over there I was like shut up no one says that but then he also got into this plane accident with my mom yeah. and like still survived that I'm like all right you live your life he sir. has like seventy lives right like, that's yeah. impressive he's basically a cat yeah. um he's just as cranky as a cat yeah um, but but my mom you know she's like well I can't do yoga and I go mom you can do it you just can't do specific things mm. I go you can do things but you have to with learn back, yeah. right I was like you have to learn like you said what you're comfortable with right. learning what you can do and then switching those out sometimes like yeah. Instead of sitting down and having your white Zinfandel, girl, <laughs> one, find a better wine. No, <laughs> and two, like, <laughs> she, you know, she does uh, this really cool thing, which is, like, called drumming or something, mm. where she, like, drums on this medicine, or the big, like, bouncy balls, and it's really fun, and oh, she really cool. enjoys it, and, like, you know, just finding that, yeah. and then one of my things that I was thankful for is, um... Women having other women's backs. Mm, yeah. Because I think that's, that's another so thing that I did not have growing up. And it really, it would made it really hard to then find friends when you get older. Yeah. But I found a lot of friends at jujitsu. Yeah. And through martial arts. That's I think awesome. everybody is just like beating everyone else up that they yeah. don't have time to be like, that bitch. All the you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and typically, so, especially at like, at top level and perform X, those type yeah. of people kind of get weeded out mm-hmm. because we don't like shitheads. No. And this is like, a family environment. If you're you a don't fucking do dick, that. yeah. You're yeah. going to get your ass kicked. Right. And then you're going to probably crawl out crying and yeah. leave. You know? Right, right. It's just, we don't deal with that, you yeah. know? 
And I, I just joined a new barbell club on the north side of town, Iron Valley. I don't know if you guys have been no. there before. No, I think I've heard Come of it. With me yes, I want to go. I want to. That'd be so much fun. Okay, so here's my thing. Tell me how, sorry, continue your sweet story, and then I'll tell you about a thing that I need to ask you about. So I'm go so sorry. <laughs> That's the ultimate cliffhanger for a question. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I just started at this gym. Oh, gosh. It's been, I don't think it's been two months. But anywho, I feel like they're family already. Yes. Shout out Zach Hummel. Hell yeah, Zach Hummel. I don't know your <laughs> name, but or I don't know who you are, but literally, um, nasty Zach we, Hummel. Every Saturday we do 10 a.m. leg day, and that I have terrible. the best time. But then we all go to lunch and have mimosas after, <gasps> and it's like oh, chicken, fair. waffles, and mimosa. I'm every sorry, Saturday. I'm down for that waffles and mimosa situation. Just skip the leg day part. Come to Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you're like your thighs are stu- super thick and I'm like yep no muscle <laughs> just waffles exclusively waffles <laughs> powered by waffles <laughs> that's so so um, yeah and then I went over to um, like some of the other lifters house afterwards and I was just sitting around with like some of the biggest guys that I've ever met in my life and they're like my big brothers already like yes. I feel immediately at home but it's that mentality like we have each other's back. Like, we're all here because we're a little fucked up. And this is yep. how, this is our therapy. Oh, like, yeah. I'm in therapy. That's every and martial artist yes. I know is like, dude. <laughs> so it's like, there's no time to talk about each other. This is just, this is our time. And yes. then we're just going to kick it afterwards. And I oh, yeah. appreciate that. I feel like I found my people. I yeah. am so and, glad yeah. you did. Oh, yeah. I think it's important. that's what yes. it was. Yes. I was telling someone that the other day, too, is when I go to top level, it feels like, I have a group of brothers that yeah. are just there. And yeah. no one's looking at you and going, ooh, that girl fine. Or, right, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. you can just walk in with your hair looking a mess. You can yeah. just be you. Exactly. And it's so nice. I forget what day it was. I think it was Wednesday when I had my mental breakdown this week. Um, like, literally everything hit me at once. And I sat in my car for about an hour and literally just cried. And then I was like, I'm going to go try to lift. So I walked inside and my coach walked in and he's like, eyes are a little red. Are you okay? I'm like, <laughs> like I lost oh. it again. And he just gave me the biggest hug and he's like, why don't you just take a day to yourself? I'm like, okay. So as I'm putting my shoes back on, um, another guy walked in he's like, do you need a hug? And I was like, yes, just give me a hug, please. <laughs> and then I walked out and I was like, but they respect, like I, my coach even said, it's okay that you're not getting your workout in a day. Like just, just go take care of you. Yes. And I was, I respect that. Mental yeah. health day. Respect that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and mental health days look different. You know, yeah. like you find your therapy in in strength and conditioning and all that stuff and martial arts and whatever. But there are still days where you're like, this is not going to be my mental health day exactly. using this as my tool. Yeah. You know, I'm going to use a different tool I'm going to go home, yeah. because, put on my slippers and watch exactly. a sappy movie and drink right. some coffee. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or like, you know, when we're feeling like, oh my God, my body is broken. Yeah. Instead of trying to push it a little harder, you know, you, you just listen to Usually my first go-to yeah. is push it harder and then I hurt myself. <laughs> You need to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. But it's who you are. Yeah. I respect that. Too. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I have breaking yeah. points, and some days it's like, is it really that bad? Right. Can, Honestly, I, can I just fucking just, do it anyways? Right, right. I celebrate yeah. when you don't do things, mainly because it makes me feel less terrible. Like, <laughs> that I'm not doing that. But I'm not. Holy right. shit, he's human. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> It's really nice. Weird. Respect. Like literally two weeks ago. Yeah. I or no, maybe it was last week. It was last week. Last weekend, uh, 
I didn't get up and do anything. Yeah. Usually I get up and at least run on the treadmill and then we yeah. went and did yoga later that day. You just needed a weekend. But like I slept that like half that fucking what? day. Well, and you like, were working overtime all fucking week though. Uh, that yeah. was because that was the week that you were working overtime. So it may not have been. So last my week, so my days chaotic. at work is like six forty five to three fifteen. That's an eight day. hour day. Yeah. On my ten hour days, it's four forty five, and then I go to the gym no, at like five or six. And I don't get home till nine, and then I eat dinner, and it's ten. Sometimes and then right 11, back to bed, and you wake up and bed, do it again. And I get four and a half, five hours of sleep. <sighs> I'm thirty three. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's crazy. hard. That's that's so crazy. Hence your caffeine. That makes so much more that's sense now. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Mad respect. So on Sundays, like, when I can sleep for like seven hours straight and then get up, drink yeah. some coffee, and then maybe get a nap after that. Right, you know? right. And some days I just, some days I just can't fucking do it. Yeah. You know? No, I get that. And I usually try anyways. Yeah. But there's days that like, dude, your body's not even going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not like. I can tell, like, when I go to throw a kick, I'm like, it's not even going. My foot's still on the ground. My what? body, I'm telling it to do stuff, and it's like, no. No. Right. Absolutely not. And so it's like that mind-body connection sometimes yeah. gets lost when you're too worn out. Yeah. 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 And my, your sleep hold My it. brain is like, dude, chill the fuck out. My heart's right. like, come on. You can do it. My body's like, fuck this shit. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? You go, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Your book... I can't wait to read it. Yeah. I'm so Stoked. excited. I am excited. Is there a specific place that we can get it? So I'm hoping to hear release date soon. So it's still in the hands of my editor and my publisher. Okay. And as soon as I get a release date, I'll let you guys know. Oh, um, yeah. So I think it'll be about the six-month mark is what I'm telling people. So speaking that into the universe because I want to get it out as soon as possible. Yes. Um, so, yeah, my editor is going to get me some edits back um, next week, actually. And then after that, I'm fingers crossed that we'll be yes. able to like, get the ball rolling pretty In quick here. Dear so. World. It's called Dear World. So, yeah, I essentially wrote this entire book in letter format. Nice. Because that's um, that's how I started writing, um, like, in my own personal, Mm -hmm. like, I was, like, dear, and in the book, my ex's name, I named him Adam in the book. Um, So I'd write, dear Adam, and then I essentially dialogued about how we fell in love and how I met him, and it was kind of love at first sight, and then... um, there's some other people in the book, like some friends that I would address, um, and essentially just wrote this in letter format all the way through, and my perspective of what happened. So yeah. I'm hoping that it just shows the psychology of what it's like to be the survivor. Yeah, so. I think that's really important. I think I love that you started with the origin story, yeah. mainly because I love a good origin story. They're yes. always my favorite. Yes. Um, Harry Potter, the first book, will always be my favorite Harry Potter. Story. Every every superhero um, has a good origin story. Yeah, they do. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so, if there is a superhero amongst us, it is you for sure. Amazing. I just I think it's really important, and I say this as a as my past self. Mm. Had I been able to see more women mm-hmm. expressing being in love and then finding themselves in a situation that went awry or yeah. some that whole relationship went going awry in different formats. I guess if had I seen more people representing the situation that mm-hmm. I was in, I don't think I would have been as afraid to come out away. of it. Um, and I think that's so important. Same thing with yeah. literally everything else. If we can see representation, mm-hmm. whether it's 
and I say this all the time, there are not enough strong women of color represented in the comic book community. Yes. Um, because every time I go to cosplay as someone, it had like strong women, there is always, you know, it's it's so hard to find a Latina yeah. woman um who is strong, who yeah. is, you know, a hero. And I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, but had I seen that Growing up, I would have been a completely different person. Yeah. I would have been the person I am today quicker than I was yeah. in this life. Now, everybody's life is a story. Everybody has their it's process. A journey, it's right, a journey. Right. I just, I think I wouldn't have been put in as many hurtful situations as yeah. I was. And I'm yeah. so thankful that you are doing that because only you can do that. You know, only people right. who are survivors can say yeah. their story and only people I don't know. I just I'm so grateful that you're writing this book. That's so Thank awesome. You. And I appreciate you saying that um because in the spirit of vulnerability um like sometimes I wonder why me? Like why isn't somebody else fucking stepping up and talking about this? Like why do I have to be the one that's so uncomfortable? And sometimes I feel like I'm just standing there with guns firing at me. Yeah. Like it's fine, shoot away. <laughs> Your yeah. words don't hurt. It's okay. As yeah. I'm like wiping the tears away. <laughs> um but then again, it's like because nobody else is stepping up, I feel that it's even more my responsibility. So it's that balance of like I want to change the world but also personally keeping my my own power, like keeping myself like building that force field around myself that yeah. those bullets just ricochet Sometimes off. Sometimes it takes just one person yeah. to step out and say something too. Yeah. Because like, oh, this person did it. Like, right. like all the things that are going on now, mm-hmm. like more women are speaking up about. Like, yeah. Whether it's politicians or, or other, you know, a lot of famous people stuff like that is coming out in the media and things yeah. like that. But it's like yeah. one person steps up and like twenty other people step up because all oh, this person had the courage. To like, well, why right. did all these people all at one time say something? Well, because everybody's fucking scared of their mind. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. finally, one person did something, and like, oh shit, we can do that. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, yeah, you can fucking mind. do it. Yeah, you can totally do it. Like right. I said, representation is everything. Yeah. yeah, you can see yourself reflected in someone else. Mm-hmm. It's it is so important. Yeah. I mean, whether it's someone who's gone through the same thing that you have, or, I mean, the the full team of women astronauts who went up. The fact that I teach dance to students who may or may not want to be there, and I still come against the same yeah. stereotypes every yeah. year. And I go, you know, thank God for people like Misty Copeland, who mm-hmm. is an African-American woman of stature, who is, she is a muscular woman. Yeah. Um, the fact that, and I tell my students this all the time, the fact that she's being represented by Under Armour, or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is amazing it's, they are showing right. that We're she growing. is a sport like ballet dancing yeah. is a true athletic yeah discipline exactly right, right so yeah so i'm always all about you know getting out there and but you taking that is mm. awesome so thank you you're amazing <laughs> lifting when was it i obviously i started and then immediately stopped because for me, um, the change in your body yeah. was, to me, it did not feel like everybody else's change. Mm-hmm. So, so when I did it, um, I had read a lot about like uh, powerlifting and stuff like that and how women's body, like basically lifting weights is super, super important and like, oh, it changed me and I got a flatter stomach and I got like... Like, I got a butt and I and all this other stuff. And I started lifting, and I 
yes, I gained weight, but I also didn't feel like I was toning down. I felt like I was getting, like, for lack of a better term, and I hate using this word, it's the F word, I'm preparing everyone, but I felt like I was getting fatter in that, like, my, I get that my thighs were getting bigger because my jeans were not fitting, yeah. but it didn't feel, it didn't feel like what I wanted to be. Mm, Does that make sense? Yeah. So I really liked the idea because I was lifting heavy and small reps and heavy, but then it would be like, I would look at myself in the mirror and I would, I have a really bad problem with weight, like focusing on that. Yeah. And, but it did not feel like the change I wanted to see in myself. Mm, yeah. So I just want to know how your body changed, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Um, and like what you saw and what were you before? Because before I started weightlifting, I'm already, like people are like, oh, I got a butt. I'm like, I was born in South America. Like that comes standard on this Right, model. right. <laughs> so I already had a butt yeah. and thighs. Yep. And like, that's fine. And my arms can get pretty bulky literally by lifting suit cans. Yeah. Not to brag, <laughs> Hashtag low brag, but, um, <laughs> yes, but like it just is, and so I put muscle on really quickly. Yeah, but then also I think what I was fucking up is that when you lift, mm-hmm. you get really hungry all the time. You're so fucking hungry. Yes, <laughs> and I would just be like, cereal it is. Right, Lucky Charms sound great. Right, father, except I just make better choices oh, notice yeah. the fruit basket full of fruit <laughs> i love your fruit basket because if i did because i mean if i didn't i'd just be yep out yeah because i eat so much food yeah and like the only way i can like look you're gonna fucking just rage and ham on food because you train so fucking much and yeah. plus i won't even be hungry and i'm like eating sounds like fun right <laughs> literally it's my hobby is yeah. like eating right so i'm like all right i better just <laughs> keep cereal when the doctor um, gives you that standby. questionnaire and they're like so what are your hobbies and you're like i eat <laughs> foods <laughs> hobby they're Can't like man. what do you do for fun i'm like well i train i drink coffee and i eat the fuck out of everything yeah so like peanut butter yeah oh that's, a, that's a hard one. Oh. peanut butter's so good though it's so oh. good oh. i've been smashing peanut butter and jellies lately i don't know what my problem Dude. is but i was like let me tell Please. you what. They're hitting lately. <laughs> Let I'm me like, tell you oh, what. So good. I had a dream. <laughs> yes. That when right before we did our last fight, I it was like the week before we went down there. And mm-hmm. or it was two weeks before we went down there and I was like starting to cut back on stuff just to make sure I was, you know, weight ready. Yeah. And I literally like at Christmas time, kids go to sleep and dream of sugar plums and shit. Yeah. I literally went to bed and had a dream. Of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on Wonder Bread oh, with a chocolate so brownie and um, cheesy popcorn. Yes. We might be the same person. I mean, we, <laughs> <did>. <laughs> we may literally be the You're a stronger here. version of me. You're a stronger, taller version of me. You're like and a self defense version. That's right. <laughs> Together, we create one awesome. <laughs> Wonder Twin Soulmate. Powers activate. Hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, and so that so my weigh-in meal afterwards yes. was a peanut butter and jelly, and I remember being like, my first grade self is yes. coming back. So let's, let's <laughs> talk about the first joy. thing you eat after weigh-ins. Ooh, whatever it is, like 
it's the most magical it's the fucking most thing. Magical. I mean, I literally yeah. ate that weekend, though. We all together collectively ate. And by collectively, I mean me solely ate an entire <laughs> box of or carton or whatever they're called of Oreos. It was the yes. Halloween ones. I ate an and entire package of donuts. Thank like, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I know. I was like, I've been cutting for weeks. Like, Bye. Yeah. Give me donuts. Blueberry donuts. Remember <laughs> when Liz was like, uh, when I was at my first jiu-jitsu match, I was doing my third was it my third match that day? Yeah. It was, it was the third one. And I was so fucking tired. And yeah. this girl stole my soul because she was a ginger and she knew it. She was ready. Yeah. And I was so tired. And Liz yells from the side of the match. She's like, after this, you can have a donut. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm done. Bye. Yeah. Just tap yeah. out. Just tap. Okay. Give me donut. Oh, Give me the donuts. <laughs> but, like, so how funny. did your body change? With yeah. Women? So, um, my body pre-lifting, pre-everything, I um, I played softball, um, I was a pitcher in high school, and then I played a little bit in college, and so with pitching, they never wanted me to be bulky, because they wanted me to have the long, lean muscles that I could whip my arm around really fast, so it was mostly just like body weight training and sprints and stuff like that, um, but I always had thighs, I always had an ass, um, like it was just kind of like lower body built. And which is exactly what I am today. <laughs> I nothing has changed. Oh, to cool. <laughs> to some right. capacity. So after I quit softball, I essentially did nothing. Like no workouts for maybe uh, like three years. I didn't do like walk like my workouts for getting up and walking to the fridge. <laughs> kind of thing. All right, cool. So living um, dream. Bulking every day. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> three year bulk. <laughs> and so um <laughs> You just your water I out. almost, I spit my water. <laughs> Bye. Listen, I am done. When I start squatting, I it's retire. gonna be huge. This is the secret. <laughs> Take three years off. Take three years off. Let your body heal. Right. Yeah. Just Leave recover a little break. bit. Um, when I started lifting again, um, I was like a little overweight. I think my normal body weight where I feel comfortable at is around 140, and I was probably sitting at like. 150 155 sometimes and so um like wasn't toned in cellulite and um i still have cellulite to this day because we're women and Ugh, we need to be vulnerable about that cellulite yeah, let me tell you what Listen, you cannot get you, rid of you it you cannot get rid of it never goes away i've just don't know, come out at this podcaster it. and being like oh yes my cellulite let me show i was you. a fat kid mm. I was a fat kid in high school, though. Like, but now I you're it. ripped and you take naked selfies. Well, have naked selfies. And I'm like, oh, Not anymore. Let's... I'm married. I don't put that out there. Well, you, I get them. <laughs> I, when I was and cutting away from the term, I sent it to her because I was like, I'm like 152, 153 yeah. now. And I was like... 140. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like fucking skeleton. You can see all he goes, the muscles. I was yeah. like, you, I think Hannah goes, he looks like he works out, but also dabbles in meth. And I was like, <laughs> all right. That's the best dabble. Pre-workout. <laughs> just dabble a little bit. I just dabble. <laughs> you know, it's a weekend hobby. You know my <laughs> secrets? <laughs> Here's what you do. All the lifting tips. Three-year bulk. Right. <laughs> dabble in meth. I hope everybody's going to write this down. I know. <laughs> listen, do you want a firm ass, a heavy squat? Take a few years off. Bulk. Full disclaimer. Do not <laughs> this do is how you do it. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was my body, like during my my uh, <laughs> break, if you will. And then I got back into the gym and I'm still the same, if you will. Like 
definitely lower body thicker mm-hmm. and then upper body like really tiny it looks like my upper body and my lower body don't belong together um like in the sense my upper body's always been really small my lower body's just really thick so i've always been confused about that but why yeah. <laughs> but why i don't know i always feel like well, i'm top heavy but yeah, that really is a dude thing genetics yeah. yeah i was like we like literally women are built the way that you are built like yeah you, for a very yeah. specific reason Hello, called hey babies we all make you <laughs> But let's not, because population is real <laughs> So, yeah, and then, um, so beforehand, I essentially had no tone whatsoever, but now my arms are super, super toned. Um, I don't have uh, abs at the moment, because my birthday was a couple weeks ago, and I abs are hard. a birthday cake. And, <laughs> and really, let's be real, visible abs don't serve purpose. They really um, don't. They, they don't. Just, they just look But they're cool. visible, for the and that's nice. But, yeah, it's good right. for the grams. Right. That's it. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> but, um, no, honestly, I was talking to my roommates about this the other night, because um, they're, they're amazing, amazing people. One, um, she does bikini shows, and the other one's also a power lifter. Oh, okay. And so we were just talking about how being in this industry industry of fitness um like girls often have body dysmorphia you know my and so it was interesting hearing their different um reactions to how it's messed with their psychology but for me personally um again representation please put out all of your body on instagram yeah i am so fucking fortunate to have friends who celebrate their bodies on Instagram that I see and I go, oh, they, yeah. and, it, and it's not, it literally is not for Instagram. It's yeah. all it is, is they are happy with who they mm-hmm. are. Um, I'm thinking of all my burlesque bitches out there, you know, all of them who are like, this is who I am. These yeah. are my cellulite thighs. And you know what? I fucking love them. And you came and paid for a show to watch yes. me take my clothes off and you know you love it. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Because... Body dysmorphia is such a fucking It's a problem. real thing. Literally. I hate to bring my mom up a lot, but she really does. <laughs> she's like one of those people who I'm just like, I have to constantly tell her things like, mainly because she always talks about how flat her stomach was when she was 17 mm. and how little her waist was. So and she then, hasn't learned to love her new body. Exactly. Yeah. And she constantly is telling my daughter, who I've tried really hard to be like, bitch, you are gorgeous. And yeah. Like, you own you. Right, you know? right. And, but it's fed into my understanding of what I'm supposed to look like. Mm. And when my mom says things like, well, I hula hooped every day and that's why I had a flat stomach. And I'm like, all right, fucking Whoa, no one hula hoops great. anymore. But, right. yeah, but also like, can you buy them? You know, she, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> right, did, I um, so but like boys. Hannah, you know, Hannah had chafing in her thighs and I go, I'm literally at my smallest and I will always have chafing in my thighs yeah. because Thigh gap is a bullshit conspiracy theory. Yes. Like, it's so bullshit. Yes. And so when my mom was like, well, Hannah needs to do A, B, and C, and I go, Mom, I swear to God, if Hannah has thigh gap, I will take her to a psychiatrist. And, like, really, we're going to have to talk about yeah. eating disorders. I mean, yeah. That's not I definitely eating. agree. Like, I think everybody should eat healthier yeah. and exercise yeah. for physical and mental health. Right. Because for me, like, originally when I started exercising, it was about I want to get skinnier. Yeah, yeah. I want to look a certain way. Right, right, like that, right. You know, because, like, I was a bigger kid, so, like, you know, I got made fun of in high school. Yeah. It's just a thing. You know, I can, oh, you're short and fat. I had two stigmas, right? Like, I'm a short kid who is lumpy. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a thing. Like, you know, and, and 
like, oh, I want to have ads and look like that that guy in the picture that, that everybody's eyeing over the right. Calvin Klein model or the fuck, you know? Right, like, right. You know, it's not anymore. Me, I'm just like, I just want to be the most badass human possible. Mm, I love that. You know, and yeah. I think that's important. Like, like we're big like superhero nuts. You know, that's why we name our podcast the Unmasked Podcast. Like, we're yes. unmasking like you know heroes and shit like that's that. Awesome. And that's so like that's that's a big deal for me. Is like everything's generated towards being like I'm powerful. Yes. And whether it's lifting weights or punching somebody in the face or, or hula hooping yeah. as hard as I fucking can, if, right. if I can. End up where we're supposed yeah. to. Like, well, well, my first idea was like, because I watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z, and yeah. Goku always wore weighted clothes, yes. and he's like, oh, I'm going to train in like 30-pound shirts. And yep. That's how I'm going to get cool. So I bought this 25-pound vest. Yep. I bought the weights for the wrist yep. and the ankles, and I went running, and I ran like, God, probably like two blocks, and I was like, what the fuck? What? I don't what like that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I had no idea how to even get in shape. Yeah. And that was, you know, the internet was a thing then, but it right, wasn't as right. big as it is now. So it wasn't as easy as getting on YouTube, listening to a podcast, yeah. or anything of like that stuff about how do I get in shape, how do mm. I do these things, how do I become better. And now right. it's like there's so many things that are dispensed, you know, to, to, to fix ourselves. And it's it, hard not to see the information out there. Yeah. But there's so much out there that if there was a novice looking at this, like first looking into how do I change my body I can see how it would be really confusing not knowing where to start at hard yeah I still I would consider myself a novice just for the sole fact that I there's so much information and as far as scientific evidence goes it's still being studied yeah and it's such a new science part of science that you know even something as simple as um you know intermittent fasting yeah um so all the studies are done on men but right. where are the studies on women and exactly. how does it help them and what there's maybe like two studies but they don't you know get to look at each other and right. see where the differences are exactly. and stuff like that and so again girl you are changing yeah. I hope so yeah so, but I'm sorry your roommates you said they're amazing and like oh my gosh they're probably two of the most influential people on my life and we were just talking the other night we were all sitting there and we had a similar conclusion that we would all love to live on our own like we would love to have our own place and we can just go home and walk around in our underwear and not care what anybody thinks but by living with each other we're challenging each other to grow like we have to be accountable to so there's three of us and we have to be accountable to each other in a level that we're not accountable to other people Mm -hmm. like we can be accountable to people at work show up on time get our job done but at home it's like that moment where you want to unwind um and essentially be yourself and have no I don't know like representation if you will like no obligations um like you still have to be a good person because out of respect for them and so I mean, we see each other. We see our psychology. We see our weaknesses. Right. They know me better than anybody else. And, That's awesome. Um, but we're challenging each other with love. And I yeah. I don't think you see that out of many women these days. And so yeah. I'm so, so grateful for their friendships. Yeah. They're amazing people. That's so cool. Amazing yeah, people. Yeah, it's really hard to see that out of women. I think yeah. another thing like that goes along <laughs> with that same idea is that, you know, I think competition between women Mm -hmm. can be fierce but you also have to understand that just because that person maybe beat me out for a job or whatever me cutting them down does not make me a stronger person yeah you know and I think that's something that is lost yeah and you know I don't know it's just there's so much that I think 
people like you are doing for, you know, like my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. who I can show her things like, look at, you know, look at you, look at, look at all these other women who are doing amazing things that you yeah. can also do amazing things. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that, you know, when I was younger. I mean, I had amazing women in my life, yeah. like my mom, like right. my grandparents or my grandma and whatever. But I think it's such a different idea um, seeing women loving their bodies, mm. seeing women lifting heavy things yeah. and setting them back down. Right. <laughs> seeing down. women earning, <laughs> you know, different um, PhDs or, or, or writing books or, yeah. you know, I just, or, it's or saying, so... fuck college and, and writing yes, a book absolutely. and chasing your fucking dream. But like, yeah. that's awesome. It's, Thank you. It's so important and it is, I cannot stress that enough and yeah. I love that, you know, through the martial arts community and through fitness yeah. I've been able to find that because awesome. you know as you said that everybody is growing and changing yeah. and and I will always need teachers yes. so thanks of course yeah. thank you yeah, yeah. but yeah. I appreciate you so much for coming thank over for and for having me but like, you're amazing and tell us again the title of your book and what is your next speaking engagement where can yeah. we hear so, you that's besides um, here a great question so <laughs> I, um, yeah, title of the book is Dear World, and I will definitely keep you guys updated on the release date, so... I'm currently using my Instagram platform as the yes. best way to communicate Which details of the book. Which is what? Um, it's at Michaela underscore Runkle. So M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A underscore. Well, thank you. Again. Thank you for having thank me. This has been a blast. Yeah. Uh, snap signing off, right? Snap. <laughs> Hashtag not good. Hashtag thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <a> <laughs> All right. See you later.